Welcome to the Future of Supply Chain, where each episode we'll sit down with entrepreneurs, investors, and industry veterans to discuss innovation, technology, and the most exciting opportunities in trucking and logistics as we build the future of supply chain together. Be sure to head over to podcast.dynamo.vc to keep up to date with our latest content or subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Now, let's get into the show. Here's our host, Santosh Sankar. Hey, ladies and gents, welcome back to the Future Supply Chain Podcast. I'm your host, Santosh Sankar, and joining me today is Gautam Narang from Guthic AI. Welcome. Thank you so much, Santosh. Uh, we've known each other for near two years now, yeah. um, and uh, it's it's been a great journey. But for folks that don't necessarily know what you and the team are up to, uh, would love to just start off with what Guthic's role in the future supply chain is. Definitely. What do you all do? Yep, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, we started Guthic back in 2017. Um, the focus was how can we constrain the approach towards autonomy? and uh, at the same time solve a real pain point. So uh, what we are doing at Gatik is uh, focusing on um, you know, B2B short haul logistics. So at a very high level, think of our solution as filling the gap between uh, long haul trucking on one end. As you know, the technology on these trucks is uh, better suited for highway driving. And then on the other end of the spectrum, inside the cities, you have these smaller delivery robots. It can be uh, the sidewalk delivery robots. It can be the the neuro-sized vehicles. And uh, there's a gap in the market that we at Gatik are addressing. Uh, So basically, our vehicles are on-road vehicles driving anywhere from single-digit miles all the way up to uh, 200 miles daily and focusing on transportation of goods between businesses. So the idea here is... uh, Let's operate these vehicles back and forth on known routes, repeatable routes. And uh, by doing so, let's uh, optimize uh, and uh, you know, perfect driving on these few routes as opposed to trying to solve for general autonomy. A good example of this uh, might be going between a warehouse and another warehouse, a warehouse and a retail distribution exactly, point. Exactly, exactly. So the way we describe the middle mile uh, space is uh, any transportation of goods between warehouses uh, is, is uh, you know, we can handle that. Then uh, from a regional distribution center or a micro distribution center to multiple stores uh, is also uh, in the middle mile category. So what we are doing specifically for uh, some of the retailers is uh, we're helping automate uh, their hub and spoke operations. I'm always curious uh, the story behind the name. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and, and I know the meaning behind the name, but I'd be curious how you landed on, on yeah. naming this company what you did. So it's a very unique name, and uh, you know, we get asked this question uh, many times. So Gatik uh, is a Sanskrit word. Uh, it, it means Gati, speed, or progressive. So uh, me and uh, my uh, one of my co-founders, uh, uh, Arjun, CTO, and my older brother, uh, we had uh, a research group back home in India. This was uh, more than 10 years back. The name of that research group uh, was Team Gatik. And uh, at that time, we were focusing on uh, advanced robotics projects, uh, you know, trying to bring, uh, bring robotics in India. And uh, the name of that uh, research group was Team Gatik. So we decided to carry forward that name and uh, name our current company after that. That's a great story. That's a great story. Um, so you you started early in life being curious about robotics. How did you end up in the world of autonomous vehicles? Yeah. At that? Uh, so I've had a long journey uh, in this space. So 
actually i got started uh, because of my mom so my uh, mom is a science teacher so uh, she used to have uh, these science exhibitions at her school and me and arjun used to help her out uh, that's how we got interested in this space and uh, back in 2008 and 9 uh, that's when i wanted to learn robotics and uh, what i saw was in india robotics was nascent it was new uh, you know people had not heard about robotics and it wasn't being taught at universities so i started traveling abroad uh, i you know whatever research uh, position i could uh, take up uh, i used that as an opportunity to travel and to learn uh, so i traveled to south korea japan uh, singapore us uh, you know worked at labs uh, companies around the world and uh, learned a lot about uh, uh, robotics uh, brought that technology back to india and uh, that's how i got started then uh, I started in this space as a researcher, uh, focusing on uh, humanoid robots, so uh, bipedal robots. So I used to work on uh, the motion planning uh, and, and the walking algorithms for these bipedals. And then what we realized was uh, that application of robotics was still far off be from being commercialized. So uh, you know, I decided to focus on mobile robotics, and uh, that's how I entered into the self-driving car space. And uh, then uh, you know, I. spent some time at carnegie mellon uh, as a researcher uh, working on mobile robots and uh, and self driving cars and then uh, uh, went back to cme as a as a grad student so all that has culminated where well, it's been about 3 years since you founded the company that's right and uh, i'm going to let the world know now that uh, you're one of the few av companies out there with real customers uh, real contracts real revenues um, and you mentioned the the middle mile before but it's been a big part of your success because you've stayed focused yes. and a lot of that focus also has to do with solving this problem yeah. using autonomy could you explain that to us why focus is so important that's true i think uh so when when you look at uh, you know providing solutions or building a business um, you know we learned this lesson uh, early on so me and arjun uh, we started our first company uh, back home in india more than 10 years back uh, the name of the company was uh, maverick robotics uh, we were focusing on uh, rehabilitation of stroke patients using robotic arms so really cool technology uh, well funded but our market was india and labor is cheap in india so the feedback that we got from the rehabilitation centers were that you know um, it's expensive and um, the nurses can keep the patients entertained so that's when we realized that's when we learned that it's never just a technology play so me and arjun decided that you know whenever we start uh, a company or whenever we focus on projects it has to solve a real pain point so i think that was the lesson that we took forward uh, and when we started gatik we knew where the technology was uh, yes you know many companies they were trying to tackle too much they were trying to solve uh, let's say the general autonomy which is uh, we all understand very difficult to uh, to target so we wanted to see what was possible uh, from a technology standpoint in near term at the same uh, you know uh, at the same time we wanted to make sure that we were re solving a really big pain point and that's why we decided to focus on the middle mile problem and uh, you know if we go into the details why we are doing this is you know all of this is being driven by a uh, customer's expectation so if you look at the e-commerce landscape you know uh, it's growing like crazy but the retailers are struggling to meet the growing demand and uh, the trend that we are seeing in the industry is all these retailers they are moving towards a smaller footprint smaller for format uh, distribution center 
So the shift from uh, a single node architecture where you have this giant distribution cent uh, center doing deliveries to retail stores that are close to the customer, that model is being um, you know, shifted towards a more hub and spoke network where you have these smaller uh, micro distribution centers or micro fulfillment centers making deliveries to the stores more frequently and the, uh, the route length uh, is shorter. So because of this shift, there has been an explosion in number of routes, number of drivers needed and number of runs. And that's where Gatek comes in. So at scale, this kind of a shift is only possible using autonomous vehicles. So retailers like us because you know they see value in this. And from a technology standpoint, doing repeatable routes uh, in a B2B capacity is, uh, I would say, faster to achieve than uh, some of the other applications of autonomy. When you say middle mile logistics, oftentimes I always think about the attribute where uh, they tend to be known planned routes. You generally have a single point of origin and you can have planned multiple yeah. destination drop-offs. Exactly. Um, and a, a great example of that is some of the work you're doing uh, in and around enabling Walmart grocery. Yes. Um, as one of the few people in the world who has experience working with shippers and uh, shippers are trying to understand AV and trying to get a strategy as to how they uh, wade into this market. Because as you said, a lot of the long-term supply chain transformation that needs to be had requires AV to yeah. be part of that yes. uh, solution framework. What recommendations would you have for them? Because uh, I know a, a lot of shippers are struggling with getting a framework that works. Yes. I think it's uh, it's all about uh, being collaborative. It's a very collaborative effort. I think understanding uh, what's possible from a technology standpoint today and uh, finding the right fit, finding the right uh, use case within the organization. So some of the successful partnerships that we have seen uh, is you know where a partner, a customer is very open. So we work together with them to figure out, okay, this is what we can do. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, where it fits nicely in, in, into your current operations and into your current supply chain. So finding that fit uh, early on is important. That's why, you know, uh, our recommendation, our advice to the shippers would be, uh, you know, work closely with the startup, uh, be open, share, uh, share information, share your pain points, and uh, work together to find a good application to start with. So that's basically uh, what we have uh, done. We spend a lot of time selecting the early partners. We are very mindful and very uh, careful about uh, whom do we partner up with. Uh, and it has worked in our favor. Sure, sure. Kind of stepping back and thinking about the autonomous space, right? Um, we both have had discussions um, previously about how uh, we think that this uh, subsector is in this trough of disillusionment. Um, and have also, you know, in turn talked about why that's so important that you have real customers, yeah. you, you have a commercially viable product here, uh, and, and you built a business on top of what has been considered high tech. But what else are we missing? Like, what else do you think about as you consider that there's been a lot of money put into the space? Uh, we've seen things not work out. Yeah. Investors now are kind of trying to wait it out. Yes. How do you think about it in the position of an operator and technologist? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's very true. So the AV space is going through a negative hype cycle. So I think two things that are very important uh, at this point is one, uh, you know, 
is the path towards unmanned operations you know taking the safety driver off is that uh, you know near term is that uh, is that possible is that happening that's one at the same time uh, is there a real business model uh, or or you know a real uh, business need that uh, the company is trying to solve so i think these two things are very important at this point um, you know uh, you're right that investors do not have uh, i would say the patience or you know uh, to let's say wait uh, a few more years to see uh, you know if this thing is possible uh, but at this point it's all about uh, does the technology work uh, does it work uh, in uh, near time future and uh, at the same time uh, do you have real uh, revenue do you, do you have a real business um, and is there a scope of scaling this um, and commercializing this so this these two things is uh, what worked in our favor um, uh, yeah so i think that's uh, that's uh, what we we are focused on and i think uh, from a startup standpoint it's very important to identify uh, what are the main problems that needs solving uh, now so being focused as a startup is very important in our space uh, you know being revenue generating is is also very critical you you hit on this interesting point here where um you're able to solve a customer pain point and still have a business model that generates revenue but over time actually will generate a profit exactly even if you do have a safety driver yes in the cab exactly i think uh, and that's that's very true so when we started gatik we were approaching everyone you know uh, retailers distributors 3pls everyone and uh, what we learned was uh, with retailers it's all about enabling new capabilities so these retailers they're not price sensitive just yet uh, you know they are promising uh, services to their end consumers their, their customers let's say you know uh, one hour delivery or two hour delivery so these retailers they understand that uh, you know this kind of a service is only possible at scale uh, if they use a solution like ours so you know that's basically what uh, that's why we we decided to uh, focus on retailers for now and uh, you know even with a safety driver on board uh, we are profitable at a weaker level so i think that's uh, that's possible because uh, we are uh you know enabling these services that uh these retailers are promising their customers shifting gears a little bit we've talked about the market how you approached the market uh ended up building a a great early stage business uh in autonomy um which is not the status quo is quite <laughs> abnormal yeah. uh but i'm i'm very proud as an investor of of Thank what you. you and the team have done um uh, but thinking about company building here um you and the team have a highly technical background so i remember when we first met yeah. uh logistics was not something yeah. you were familiar with that's right um but that's not abnormal yeah. so i'd be curious what did you do to learn about the industry and ramp in and fill some of that knowledge gap you're right you're right i think uh, yeah so uh i come from a highly technical background and uh, logistics is uh, was new to me and uh, i think one of the early advices i got was uh be involved in everything you know coming from a technology background it's imp- it's it's easy to let's say hire a, a biz dev person and uh you know have uh, him or her take care of all the business side of things but uh, uh i did not do that i was very deliberate about uh, making sure i was involved uh in all the early discussions learning as much as i could about the market about the customer's pain point so basically uh 
you know, being uh, front and center uh, in all these meetings, having uh, discussions uh, uh, with the customers, um, I think that helped. And uh, over the last few years, I've learned a lot about the industry. So, uh, yeah, it was obviously um, initially out of my comfort zone. You know, uh, we feel comfortable uh, in technology, but uh, I think we were very clear that uh, we had to uh, do well commercially uh, and uh, not just have, let's say, the initial pilots, but have uh, a real big business that's uh, uh, that solves, a, again, a real pain point. Uh, at the same time, uh, I, you know, we wanted to make sure, uh, or you know, we made sure that uh, we had a strong uh, early team. So the team at Gatik, uh, comparatively, it's uh, still smaller, but uh, everyone on board uh, is amazing. <laughs> so very, I would say, experienced team. Uh, that's how we like it. So small team, but uh, very efficient uh, and uh, very experienced. So building a strong team around uh, around myself, uh, it was helpful. And the the one thing it, it sounds like also is you basically just spent a lot of time yeah. with customers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because you had a great team that afforded you the ability where they did exactly. the technical yeah. work while you ramp that's, into this. That's so true. So my, uh, yeah. So when I was uh, busy understanding the market, uh, talking to the customers, I was uh, comfortable uh, that uh, Arjun and Apeksha, my two co-founders, uh, they would be able to handle the technology. They have done a great job. So I think it helps. And uh, yeah, and that's why I could spend uh, all the time with the uh, on the business side of things. So I'd be curious, going through all of that, your, your personal journey, how you've grown, is there one skill when you think about building a supply chain business that you think a founder must have? I like, think yeah, you. Uh, it's a very, I would say, tough uh, market or tough uh, space. So um, you know, founders have to be very persistent. So when you're talking about uh, closing deals, uh, you know, in, you know, with logistics companies, retailers, it's these are very traditional industries, right? So being persistent and following up, and uh, I think that's critical. Uh, we were lucky in a sense that some of our early partnerships they were quick. So we basically, from the first meeting to the signing of the contracts, it happened uh, uh, in a few months, but that was because uh, we spent a lot of time understanding the customer's pain point. But uh, I think over time, what we have seen is uh, the more persi persistent we are, uh, you know, follow-ups, uh, showing up, uh, having meetings in person, uh, you know, being on top of things uh, worked in our favor. It has helped us. How do you scale that culturally? Yeah. Right. It's yeah. You're right. It's 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 very important. Uh, and uh, interestingly, early last year we uh, started our uh, second office in Toronto, Canada, and uh, I had this long discussion with my co-founders uh, around how do we maintain this culture and how, not just maintain how do we extend this culture as we grow the team. Uh, I think it helps that uh, me and my co-founders have worked together uh, uh, at a previous company. So, uh, and we had uh, a similar uh, distributed team. So with the last company, uh, our core R&D team was uh, in San Francisco. Then uh, we had a second office um, in Singapore. We were targeting uh, the Southeast Asian market. So uh, we, we did, uh, you know, obviously um, uh, made a lot of mistakes, uh, learned a, uh, a lot of things uh, from the previous company. And uh, with Gatik, we, we made sure uh, that we don't repeat the mistakes, but I think uh, it boils down to having a strong founding team. Um, you know, let's say when I was traveling to uh, Toronto, Canada, setting up that office, uh, things were in order, working well. We were making progress. Uh, Arjun and Apeksha, they were handling that uh, amazingly well. And uh, 
I think on the culture piece, uh, yeah, it's it's easy. Like you know, uh, my my co-founder is my older brother, so we we know uh, what's important to us. Uh, you know, how do we operate? How do we think? And uh, you know, uh, having three uh, founders, uh, it helps um, in a distributed team. Sure, sure. So, uh, last question for you, um, and I don't I don't know the answer to this. So, uh, generally very curious, but. Uh, you spend a lot of time between main office, customers, Toronto, uh, where you have a major hub. But do you have a routine or a ritual or like a daily habit or a weekly habit that helps you kind of stay level yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and effective? Uh, a, a couple. Uh, and I think few of my habits I picked up uh, while building Gothic. Uh, so, you know, one thing that I recently started doing was, uh, you know, running. So... You know, uh, when we when we were in grad school, uh, when we were researchers, obviously uh, doing uh, uh, you know working uh, uh, late nights and uh, you know uh, pulling all all nighters was was common. But with Gatek, you know, uh, you know, we, we ch- I changed my routine um, um, a bit. So basically, trying to be a morning person. So running uh, is what I have picked up uh, uh, lately, and it has helped me a lot. Uh, and at the same time, I think you know on weekends uh, we try to uh, you know chill. So I think uh, I'm into movies. So that's something that uh, you know when when we're not working, when I'm not working, uh, we like to unwind uh, watching movies. So yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I've I, I've heard running from from several people as yeah. a way to yeah. to kind of s- stay balanced. Um, but with that, great to have you on. I know this has been a long time coming. Uh, there's a lot of great news to come uh, yes. later this year uh, from what you and the team are doing. Thank but you so much, Santosh. Look forward to it. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review and tell us what you liked. And be sure to head over to podcast.dynamo.vc to keep up to date with our latest content or subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Until next time.